periodically, I have lunch with a good friend. Frankly, he's one of the smartest guys I know. He's well-read, has an outstanding memory, is passionate about people and issues affecting people, and is lots of fun to be with. We're both retired, have many parallel interests, and love spending some thoughtful time together over food. Well, it was a Wednesday at Shady Maple Smorgasbord. They give military discounts on Wednesdays, so we settled in and strapped on the feed bags for an absolutely delicious meal. One of the topics that came up was our wide range of interests and hobbies. They range from family activities to travel, to history, journaling, shooting, gardening, fountain pens, spirituality, podcasting, and critical thinking. Never much of a pause in the conversation. Well, out of our acknowledgement of our vast and varied interests came this observation. As healthy, able-bodied, wide-interested guys, we easily suffer from possibility overload. We have trouble plotting our day or week. Now I know, I know, this is the first world problem, a problem that comes from privilege. But when you have ample, uncalendared time and dozens of interests, how do you focus? How do you decide what to do? How do you know what God's will is for our lives? Well, this reminded me of an incident with an exchange student who grew up in the former East Germany. She wanted to get a birthday card for her father, so he took her to Park City Mall to the Hallmark store. Well, she walked in and suddenly froze. She stood still like a statue. When I asked about her paralysis, she said, well, you don't understand. Where I grew up, you had a choice of three birthday cards to choose from, not this overwhelming selection. So my friend and I sometimes suffer from this possibility overload or a paralysis from piles of possibilities. So over blueberry a la mode, I related some recent thinking I've done on this topic. It seems to me that one aspect of our possibility overload has to do with pleasing ourselves, doing what we want. We have lots of ways of entertaining ourselves, pleasing ourselves, and taking care of numero uno. We're unbounded in our, in our imaginations on what stimulates us and makes us happy. But since we're both followers of Jesus Christ, since we try to stay bounded by Christ's teachings and Christ's ways of servanthood, we may need to think in new ways. We may need to have Jesus change our focus and craft our calendar. Rather than looking in the mirror at what we love to do, maybe we should be looking out the window at the needs around us. What do God's people need? Then we look at ourselves and ask, what gifts have we been blessed with to meet these needs, to share with God's people? What do we have that needs to be joyously given away for God's purpose and God's glory? How are we gifted, shaped, and blessed to fill a need? This change of focus may not make our choices any easier, but it may create an overarching theme, a storyline, a strategy for our day, week, or year. This new lens may guide our choices, our calendars, our time, and our efforts, and ultimately please the Lord of life, who gave us this smorgasbord of possibilities. So friends, I was encouraged by this lunch conversation, and oh yeah, stuff from too many trips to the smorgasbord, but the most fulfilling thing was the encouragement from a new lens for life. So now, what's your focus this week?